Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. We have entered a new generation of gaming this week, and today we'll be diving headfirst into the PlayStation 5. And depending on time, maybe some news, maybe some Destiny 2 expansion. Is it still Destiny 2, or do we just call it Definitely some. Like, what do we call it now? Is it just Destiny? It's Like, what is it? Destiny Beyond Light? You have the wrong title. Oh, I put New Light. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to change that on the fly. Check this out. Here's some production value for you. Um. Yeah, but before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. And thanks to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. We love you guys. We love all of our patrons. For $5, you can join our Discord and talk to all of the hosts of the Midwest Podcast Network shows. Uh, in real time and you can have cool discussions about movies and comics and video games and all the good stuff books even though alex doesn't know what to read but they're still there for you to talk about and as always we do appreciate feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher that being said alex do you have any bumpers for the network i do uh some exciting news um Unfortunately, we don't have a feed specifically for it yet, but there's a new show joining the Midwest Podcast Network called Multimedium from Tim and Willie. The first preview episode is up on the Horror Movie Yearbook feed at the moment, but soon after we will shortly be able to have a feed for people to subscribe to. So go check it out. Uh, The plan for the show is to discuss... uh, properties that have moved through different media types so they start with teenage mutant ninja turtles talking about some of the original comics and the movie adaptation that followed them so please go check it out at horrormovieyearbook.com or on the horror movie yearbook feed and very shortly we will have it up at multimediumpodcast.com with its very own feed so check it out that sounds really interesting yeah i'm excited i haven't listened to it myself yet but i'm excited to check it out and see what they do and they've talked about um it's not always necessarily going to be like comics to movies or books to movies or movies to books or whatever but they might also talk about video games to movies or movies to video games that type of thing cool so it's uh it's pretty flexible format and uh i'm excited to see what they do with it so um is it going to be on like a semi-regular schedule or like a i believe a normal schedule i believe they have discussed that they're planning to do it on a monthly basis because they're putting okay. quite a bit of preparation into each of these i think they read like 21 issues of the turtle turtles comic and then they watched the movie as well so they're planning to dive a mm. little bit deeper into each of these and, and so it'll be on a little bit of a longer release schedule but uh it should be pretty cool so well damn we're a bunch Sweet. of slouches. I mean, horror movie yearbook is already better than our podcast. <laughs> well, you know, they got a there. They had to release another podcast to bring up the average quality of the entire network. So, you know, oh yeah, it yeah. works out. In our all, favor. A, a rising tide lifts all boats is the saying, I believe. They want like more it. podcast funds from the <laughs> the pool. Yeah, they're changing the proportionality of the Patreon pool. So right now we're just gonna fire off four new podcasts that are us three so that we can yeah. It's yes, a it's a land. Mediocre to low quality. Yes. That's perfect. It's that just like the great. electoral college. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, Brian. The... 
just because we want to have enough time to talk about all the stuff in destiny why don't you start us off man how is destiny beyond light (laughs) um well first let me start off by saying i haven't spent as much time with it this week as i originally intended due to building um, a new computer pc problems Yeah. yeah but uh yeah it from what i've played it is mostly pretty cool like um the new area europa is that going to be one of the line quotes they put like on the commercial like mostly pretty cool yeah and it's very fitting because europa (laughs) mostly pretty cool brian from the midwest game nerds podcast (laughs) the new destination is actually cool because it is a snowy setting very icy actually cool (laughs) or what in temperature where is it is it europa Yes, it's Europa. Yeah, one of the moons cool. of Jupiter. Yes, the moon of Jupiter. Um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting setting. It it kind of reminds me of like if Venus were in a, a snowy setting because there's a lot of like like city scapes in the background and stuff and like so it's like two, Mars but white. Yeah, also Mars. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's a lot different, actually. Um, there's some cool, like, underground areas, and uh, you get to go to the... This isn't really much of a spoiler. You get to go to, like, the this huge Clovis Bray uh, facility where they basically invented the Exos, which is okay. one of, like, the character races in Destiny. Um, and there's, like, a whole backstory behind that. I think... There's a lot of secrets, I guess, to uh, unravel as you play past the main campaign. I just finished the campaign, like, um, uh, not yesterday, the day before, I guess. Um, And then uh, started some of the story missions that go beyond the campaign. Um, And beyond light. (laughs) Beyond the campaign. Um, yes, the whole the whole title though, Beyond Light, basically like ever since Destiny 2's main campaign ended, like when they gave a glimpse of like the darkness incoming. And you know, many years later it's finally arrived. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's yeah, everyone knows at this point. Do they? Um, nobody nobody I know plays this game. <laughs> and you get a uh a new subclass, actually, yeah, that so this is, is darkness themed. This is the first time they're putting a new subclass, which is the same yeah. as like the. It's on the the level with Void and um, the other three and the other two, right? What are they? Um, <laughs> there's Void, Arc, and Solar. Void, Arc, Solar, and now <laughs> those, Stasis. Those are the light subclasses. Stasis is the new dark subclass. For new listeners, yes. we used to be huge fans of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, um, so, so Europe is the new area that they've added, but this is also where they're bringing back. Did they already bring back the Cosmodrome from Destiny? Yes, 1? they did. Okay, so that's already been it, in the game, and it is, uh, yeah, mostly intact. There's like a couple small areas I want to say that maybe are closed off. Uh, and they don't have like the uh, plague lands, okay, added onto there because I mean technically that was a separate area, even though it like connected to the Cosmodrome. Um, 
So they this yeah. is with the release of Beyond Light, they've started the vaulting of certain content. Like <sighs> not everything that was once available for you to do in Destiny Two is still available for you to do in terms of yeah, locations. like all the bad content they moved to the Vault of Ass. Yeah, and so basically. it's there now. <laughs> but they're going to bring back the the Vault of Glass, which is probably one of the best raids. So that's cool. But that's not coming back until I want to say like early next year. Okay. I hear a lot of people are upset about what what is being called weapon sunsetting, where they are removing mm-hmm. weapons from the play pool, is my understanding. Basically, what they did was um, each season's gear has, uh, which is basically the seasons are kind of quarterly. Yeah. Um, the last one was a little bit longer due to the delay mm-hmm. that uh, Beyond Light had. But, um, like, each season's gear has a different uh, infusion cap. So things slowly get sunsetted, okay. you could say. But basically, everything from the original game and from Forsaken has the lowest cap. And anything after that is, well, everything last year is still somewhat relevant. But things before that are not in um, that's in like end game activities because you can still use the stuff in things where your uh, power level doesn't matter, like regular crucible crucible. okay, and just like regular patrol stuff and whatever. Um, Yeah. And then with the vaulting thing, they got rid of uh, IO Titan Mercury mars something else i'm forgetting i think and uh yeah that's a lot of stuff and yeah. the original red war campaign that was it that was destiny 2 <laughs> which is really weird <laughs> so but, i mean at this point like if you haven't played it and you're interested in destiny 2 i feel like it's like too bad you know i mean it's three four years old now yeah i mean they've gotten to the point where even they are like well our story's pretty useless so if we put most of it away it's not gonna affect anybody and <laughs> the, so generally the idea is the story is actually moving forward and they and that is just not really relevant now yeah i mean i i guess that makes sense but i don't know <laughs> it's it's just a weird thing to me where it's like if I was meant to be invested in your story, I should be able to play it. And if I can't play parts of it that are too old, then I am off of the train and will never be back on your train. You know, it's the same thing that kicked me off. As soon as I tried to come back after like Forsaken came out and they were like, Hey, guess what? Warmind doesn't matter. We're going to hide it away so that it's kind of hard to find. And we're not going to give you any real loot for doing it. I'm like, okay, so so your story's useless, and if that's what I was here for, I don't need to be here anymore. But I just, it's baffling to me. I don't know why. Like, I get that they're trying to not become a Call of Duty and have 700 gigabytes on your hard drive, and they want to be able to bring things in and out and kind of change things around like that. So I get it from that standpoint, but at the same time, I just... 
I just feel like there's some really strange choices about how they handle old content in the game. And I um, agree. But this is coming from somebody who's never really been in like the the uh the MMO space other than in Destiny. Like I don't really understand a whole lot about how um I don't understand a whole lot about how the how they handled like over time, like obviously after Cataclysm and World of Warcraft, they did do something where they just like things changed irrevocably and they didn't mm-hmm. have everything being the same anymore anyway. So that's kind of the same thing that's going on here, right? But Yeah, kind of. I mean these the wild, locations the wild streamers appeared. <laughs> <laughs> These locations uh, are supposedly coming back at some point. It's like a, a cyclical kind of thing, I, yeah. I think. I don't know if they even know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe they'll change their mind again. But uh, let's let Corey talk about this. Let's Corey just joined Hi. us. Hi, Hi, Corey. Also known as Era in the realm of Twitch and Destiny Dude, streaming. Where'd your hair go? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It oh, went into well. the vault of ass. <laughs> <laughs> it went into the Destiny 2 content vault. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna come back later when they reprise uh, Crota's end. <laughs> when they bring when they bring back uh, Black Hammer, I'll bring back the Black Hammer as my main used to be called. See, that's the thing. Like I know these references, <laughs> <laughs> right? All the year one shit <laughs> from D one. <laughs> Anyways, Corey, talk about Beyond Light. What are your thoughts on it? As somebody who literally plays this game almost daily. Uh, what you know, and you've seen so many different expansions and content being changed and moved and, and altered. Like, how do you feel about Beyond Light and what it's doing for the game? Um, it's hard to say right now for me because I live in PvP, hmm. and um, ugh, yeah, I live in PvP, so stasis in and of itself is more or less ice, even though it's technically crystals. Um, yeah, so it's kind of breaking everything that I love the most about the game. It's not that I don't like PVE. I do a crap ton of it, but it's making it very difficult to enjoy the parts that I like the most. As far as the campaign goes, I thought it was very well executed for what resources that they had. And, uh, the fact that they lost, uh, Vicarious Visions when splitting from Activision, uh, you can tell they had to cut corners. In a lot of aspects of the design yeah. of uh can you explain who vicarious visions is for those vicarious vision vicarious visions is a separate development studio that would help develop certain assets of the game they did uh like crown of sorrow which was like a raid dungeon a raid lair uh that was added on to destiny 2 during forsaken uh they did a bunch of forsaken they're the reason why forsaken had so many cinematics as much as they did uh, they did. They originally did the Warmind campaign, like most of the Warmind campaign. So they did all the like Anabrace cinematics. They did a lot of the, the map design, the a lot of the like atmospheres and things like that. So they so lost. They, yeah. So they basically studio. lost a bunch of manpower to be able to make exactly. enough content for the for the release. They're also people might know them as the people who developed uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two, three, and four um, for Game Boy Advance, of course. <laughs> And uh, Crash Bandicoot games back in the 2000s. But yes, so I think um, like having more people to work on content is obviously very advantageous and lets you put out more in this package. So I guess my question for you is how long did the campaign take you 
And do you feel like the price proposition between this and say Forsaken or or Shadowkeep, like do you feel does it feel even to you or or no? It depends on what you value. I think um, it. I don't think it's as cut and dry because it's really a matter of who you are. So for me, yes, it's always worth it because I get more destiny, but I love destiny. And if you're somebody who's lukewarm about destiny, then you might not feel that way. But as far as the campaign goes, yeah, move me around a little bit. I, uh, I just don't understand why this thing is going <laughs> I'm on. Just so kidding. I'm, I apologize. There's buttons on the screen that I wanted I saw to make that on Twitch. Away. Um, as far as the campaign goes, it took me about, I mean, I was flying through it. Um, were you floofing through it? I was, no, I'm a hunter main. So I was triple jumping, triple jumping through it. Strafe jump, baby. Blink, all the way. Blinking. So it took me about, I want to say zipping through it about five hours if you take your time and really like enjoy everything you could squeeze another probably hour to hour and a half out of that and then after that like there's a shit ton to do after you're done Mm -hmm. and the way that the progression goes for the new darkness subclasses excuse me is that you it's tied to quest lines that you receive after you're finished with the campaign so you start off you get stasis spoiler alert sorry you get stasis at the end of the campaign rather than in the beginning and then once you have like you have like a base bare bones stasis subclass and then you have to achieve certain things using stasis throughout the world and it is pretty lengthy to unlock different types of grenades different types of what they're calling aspects and fragments which are different modifications that you can use with the subclass and this is kind of like they're testing in the real world to uh revamp we what we assume is to revamp the dumbed down so uh simplified light subclasses if you've played it before destiny 2 launch with the three original void solar and arc uh subclasses with like clusters of skill trees mm-hmm. and you weren't allowed to <clears throat> excuse me you weren't allowed to individually pick those which pissed a lot of people off but now they're taking what people were saying about customization and putting that into the darkness subclasses and kind of testing that out. So through doing various quest questing after the story, I mean, you're talking like probably like 15 hours worth. I, I don't know. I'm still in it right now. I've done the story on all three characters, but the first character took me about five to five and a half hours. Okay. So, so there's that for what you will. plenty of there to do if, if you're a, big time destiny player and have three characters to do stuff with, you know, which feels like most of the people who play the game with any real consistency as of late. But, um, we were talking to Brian briefly about some of the sunsetting of weapons and things like that. Do you feel like there's a, has that impacted you much? Or do you think like, obviously since you focus on PVP, you're more concerned with the meta and keeping up on the weapons that are going to be able to do what you need them to do in that PVP do you feel like there's any concern for you as a PvP player with that stuff? Um, I think I should preface that by saying that I'm I'm while I mainly stay in PvP, I am somebody who enjoys every single aspect of the game, not just, you know, PvP, but <laughs> the story and and PvE. Oh, look so, at that character. Yeah. It's been um, a while. Like, okay, I have a flawless crown of sorrow under my belt. I've done 
a lot of raids. I lived in Crown of Sorrow trying to get that done. I'm grinding for a day one raid, hopefully world's first with my clan ritual. Like, I'm very much into PvE because I love boss melting and ad clearing, and I would really like to do low man challenges, like two man raid bosses and stuff like that. Mm. So, but yes, as far as PvP goes, sunsetting, the only thing that I really give a shit about, I'm sorry about swearing. Um, the only thing that I really care about, you can swear okay. all the fuck yeah. you want, man. It doesn't fucking matter. The only thing that I care about is the fact that they took away a sniper rifle that could roll with quick draw and snapshot. But honestly, that's really the only thing that I care about. People are pissed off because the best ad control weapon was a PVP weapon and it's being sunset, the mountaintop, and that's gone. And I don't really care as long as like, and that's the other thing too, like people get pissed off when things are just reskins. Like I personally do not care. Give me a gun with new perks, better perks, and that are that are competitive and relevant in me- in the meta, and I don't really care if it looks like the gun that came before it. I, I don't understand why people get upset about that. But as far as sunsetting goes, if you need to do this to make way for newer and cooler things, I'm all about it. And I've always said this that 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 good players will adapt and bad players will complain. So I don't really see any any harm in doing this. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, variety as far as using weapons and stuff goes. And this, this has kind of forced me out of my comfort zone a little bit, like trying new stuff to stay relevant power level wise. Um, but like my issue is I've seen more items sunsetted than I've seen like added to the game so far. Like there's very few new legendaries and such, not even like reskins with different perks. Like I've seen very, like, I have a handful of them. And I mean, I know I haven't played past the end of the campaign too long, maybe like a couple hours, but maybe that's the issue. I don't know. Mm. I think that the problem was, was that you had legendary weapons that came from last year and the year before that took the place of exotic weapons. Like, Mm. In in the in the vein of being pinnacle weapons from different factions or different uh, vendors, right? Vanguard, Crucible, Gambit. Gambit had um, had a, an LMG that was, for all intents and purposes, good, super good advice. If you remember that, mm-hmm. you know the the LMG that would let you fire forever if you miss some bullets and shit. Well, they had a legendary weapon that did that in this game. They had the mountaintop, which cleared ads almost instantly and then recluse to be paired with it which took the place of take your pick of any exotic weapon from destiny one or d2 year one you know you had all these super powerful things that happen and, and perk combinations and stuff like that it gets to be a lot to babysit as a development uh, as a developer so i mean yeah you've got a handful of new stuff but we still haven't even seen everything that they're going to come out with i mean there's these europa like um snowy weapons uh mm-hmm. and then you've also got like the varix uh like fallen themed weapons which i've personally only seen a shotgun so far i don't even know where they come from yet but i know that there's a whole slew of them so and then you've got the other world drops the reused assets from d2 year one and some things from last year and gambit last year and I, like i said i don't care as long as they find a place for the exotics that they're using uh, that they want us to use and they don't they don't uh trivialize 
the power of those exotics and trivialize the sacrifice that you need to make to use them by having weapons that are legendaries that can do better or just as good. That's fair. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it, it becomes hard to keep things balanced and, and make sure that everything is good when you have like a, such a wide swath of different weapons to take care of and, and tune and make sure everything works the way that you want it to work as a developer. But, um, you know, I know as somebody who pitched a big fit when I couldn't use Gallarhorn in uh, destiny two. Yeah, that was fucked up. But, uh, you know, and, and also I hated when they, when they, uh, when they nerfed black hammer, but anyway, with all that aside, obviously I'm not that up to date on destiny anyway. So none of it really affects me that much, but you know, it sounds like they, do they have, they're going to be releasing more loot with each of the seasons too, right? Is that kind of how thing? Okay. So they'll kind of fill in as the year goes through with, with more and, and, you know, maybe at least some of what Brian said with like, there's not a whole lot of it out right now, but they're making room for what's to come too. So any other thoughts on, on destiny and, and how this expansion is and, and any of the stuff to come from it? Is the raid out right now or no? Okay. The raid comes out on the 21st, which is this coming now coming Saturday. Okay. Uh, and the grind for power is very much in full swing. It is all I am doing. I am sacrificing a lot to grind my power level up to be ready day one. Is it going to be what, like 1250 for that? It will be, well, they have, what's cool about it is that they used to release it on Tuesday with resets or like, or yeah, Tuesdays at resets. And now they do it on Saturday. So everybody has a chance to do it. So people can be off work and they have those people that work on Saturdays. Yeah. But there's also what they call a contest modifier. So that means that uh, the way that destiny has been working for the past year is that you receive a seasonal artifact and that artifact can boost your power level, depending on how much experience you gain in the game. So you can turn in a bunch of bounties, do a bunch of high XP gaining things, and it will add power level to your already base power level. So they're just, they're disabling that because, you know, full-time streamers have the advantage, right? People that do this for Mm -hmm. a living. So they disable that on day one for 24 hours. It's called contest. It's called the contest modifier, and uh, yeah, that just gives everybody an even playing field. It's on a Saturday, so everybody can do it. Your, you know, your dads can find a babysitter, all that stuff, and <laughs> and the race for worlds I don't first. Think anybody's hiring babysitters in COVID world, you know? Like that's like yeah. okay. I'm sorry, you can get your parents to watch your kid if you're. <laughs> you just there lock a of- baby in their room so they can't hurt themselves. <laughs> yeah, in your soundproof streamer office, and pretend like the world doesn't exist. <laughs> yep. It's my dream. <laughs> you look so dreamy in your fancy camera. You really do. Yeah, every time you, every time you look up at the lens, man, like that's how I know you're a streamer, man. You just like you look, you're it's like you're talking right to me. I feel so I feel so good. Well, and I love that for some reason, you know, my I'm I'm streaming <laughs> from my house with Gigabit and but every time it switches back to my camera, it looks the worst. Well, what about when I do this? Uh, oh, all yeah. Right. yeah. I feel like you're in a Nat- Natalie and Bruglia music video. <laughs> Kids, ask yeah, your that parents. Is, that is a Sony A6400. It is a $900 camera. Very nice. And oh, that wow. is a, I, 
I've it's a Sigma. I can't remember what size it is, but it's really good for bokeh, which is the effect of my like hand being yep. in focus while the rest of the background is fuzzy. Uh, I, I see that. That was like that was like an extra three or four hundred dollars. Shallow so, yeah. depth of field, but uh, shallow yeah. depth of field or bokeh. Sure. Japanese. The bokeh is more like the light stuff effects in the background, I believe. But anyway. And uh, you're the resident Jap- Japan expert, so. <laughs> you are. You speak it, right? I yeah, thought it was some bit. sort of like Italian sandwich. Bokeh? Yeah. Like a bread. Oh, that's a bouquet. That's, <laughs> that's what you get your mom on Mother's Day. <clears throat> any, any other destiny thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I guess, uh, like bouquets and how broken is PVP right now? Uh, real quick with the stasis tree. Okay, are you sure you want me to talk about this? <laughs> I mean, if if it doesn't take fifteen minutes, okay, it will not. I'll try to give you a nutshell. Um, so as far as stasis and PVP, I think that nobody at Bungie played this at <laughs> all. They've been playing it for like eight years. They're fucking sick of it, bro. How bro, are you not? Bro, I'm not even joking. Like, this is where my my salt is gonna seep through. Um I honestly think that they sat there and they played it for five minutes, like, oh, oh, oh you froze me. Oh, this is fun. Like for all the employees, Mickey Mouse. Didn't think at all. Like, no, dude. Yeah, it's like it's like if fucking ball. it's like if Mickey Mouse was playing trials against mr rogers or some shit like there's like everything's fine the you know that that comic with the dog in the burning house drinking coffee like that's that well that's pvp so how much of this familiar how much of this do you feel is them literally being like we want to change like any the adding of a new subclass is going to significantly change the meta right Mm mm-hmm but you just yeah. feel as though they didn't put enough thought into like how people could actually deal with or counteract this new okay so to that, I'll say this. I don't have a problem with like the what stasis is at its core and how it's changing the game. That's absolutely fine with me. I have okay. no problem with that. My problem is in the devil's literally in the details, right? So you've got a grenade that will freeze you, which losing control of your character in this game right now with how mobile supers are and you can hunter dodge and you can Icarus dash and twilight garrison and all that crap, like losing control of your character, even for half a second is detrimental to your game because it breaks the flow of everything that you're trying to do. and makes you sitting duck, right? That's Mm -hmm. why hunters like have like wombo combo smokes. Right. That's already bad enough. But to overall just completely lose control of your character is, in my opinion, unacceptable. And the other thing, too, is that when you freeze, you can either sit there for five whole seconds frozen until you unthaw. Or if you hit your class ability button, you can break out of it, but it leaves you at literally one HP, Mm. meaning you're already dead anyways. And they put this ability into a warlock melee, a hunter melee. They put it into a grenade that's shared across all three classes, which after freezing somebody, that it, 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 it can freeze up to four fucking people after it freezes the first one. And then as it does this, imagine like a centipede crawling along a wall. That's how this works. This is all AOE effect. Yeah. 
So you could it, essentially it is like completely and totally busted. I'm you sorry. Could a whole, you could freeze a whole fire team in like one hit. Is what yes. you're saying. I'm telling you, it is horrible. And you're That's- talking about a community that continuously was pissed off in Destiny 1 about one-hit fusion grenades <clears throat> on Warlocks. They were pissed off about snipers being too overpowered because they one-hit. These are all people that hated one-hit grenades, that hated one-hit anything. But these are just... these are We're dealing with something that is completely beyond anything that we've dealt with before. And it's fine to a point because it's something new. But when you're talking about at base concept the same thing that we tried so long for so many years to get away from, then you're taking, it's hard for me to take PVP seriously because they're not obviously taking it seriously enough to know like, holy shit, this is actually broken. Like we're, we're screwing this up. I have no problem with freezing people as long as it's part of like a super or something like that. They got all the seasonal thing going on. There's plenty of seasoning, but there's zero salt. So they needed to add some flavor (laughs) That's too and, much. Uh, that's like that's my mom doing it. It's like my mom adding salt. It's just too much. <laughs> Here's a bucket of butter. Ugh, it's, it's salted bad. butter. Salted butter. Thing. I feel like I feel like this is them going in the complete opposite direction that they've been building since Forsaken, where they kind of sped up PvP. I feel like people like the game to be fast. Yes, and, and this is just. I mean. It doesn't sound fun to me at all. I haven't even tried it yet because I'm already bad at Crucible at this point because I just don't practice at all anymore because I suck at it. (laughs) (laughs) I just do it once in a while just to finish bounties or whatever. But uh, I would like to get into it again eventually, but this just just sounds like super off-putting to me. I don't want to spend time staring at the screen being generally like useless because i can't fucking move like it's i'm i already feel like my reaction time isn't good enough to begin with like this is even worse if i get frozen and then i'm just dead dead right away and i feel like they made this subclass for people (laughs) that say the exact same thing like well slow reaction might as well freeze them (laughs) <laughs> i can shoot them when they're frozen in place yeah <laughs> no i, Anyways. I mean, depends on what you value the game for if you value it for being fast you're going to be pissed off if you're somebody who thinks that these really fast abilities and supers need to slow down there and turn the music down and whatever then no sure. the faster the better those are always yes yeah, i agree i guess i'm but, just curious I mean, how much there is like what is what is not were they planning on trying to make it so that some element of teamwork is needed to save you from this type of frozen state? No, but that's, that's how it was. I mean, they, they wanted the whole team shot thing to be the thing with crucible early on. And it, maybe they lost some of that. So they're trying to bring some of that back. I don't, I don't really know, but like it, it just, it feels like kind of the, um, there should be some sort of interplay where like the, the, I already forgot the names of the other three classes, but the fire class should be able to melt you out of your stasis. <laughs> yeah. You right? would think or it something work like, like that. that. Interesting. Well, they're crystals. It's not ice. Exactly. The only you thing I have a problem crystals. with, is, <laughs> the only thing I really have a problem with though, is the fact that it, it, these are one hit deaths. Like 
to give somebody the illusion of survivability in this situation is a slap and that's insult to injury like if somebody hits you with that melee ability that freezes you instantly that's a one hit melee with a grenade same thing you can't do anything and if you do do anything and they're not fast enough to get to you before you break out you're one hit anyway so they could just I mean, do some other crap one one hit melees go back to call of duty and like i'm fine with one hit melees like the grenades eh, not so much especially like with the area of effect and everything like that like that would kind of bother me but in all reality like i'm never gonna play this game so i don't care <laughs> so like so this is like if you throw a grenade and freeze three dudes and then you manage to get like a shot in on each of them then they're all dead that's what you're saying here yes Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, now show your keyboard when you're on when you're talking. Yeah, about yeah. Keyboard. I want you guys to see my keyboard. Isn't this cool? That's pretty rad. Cool, cool. Yeah, I like it. Okay, thanks. Bye. I just wanted you guys to see. I didn't think you were gonna have me put it on stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, in in your in your off time from playing Destiny, you also customize keyboards for people. That's something you should advertise while you're on the air here. Yeah, Corey, you know, give yourself talking some, to all these people that already know all this information. Give yourself okay. some yes, plugs yes, to our I wide audience of uh, Gladish, who certainly doesn't know anything about you. And uh, yeah, the rest of the viewers that you brought with you. Yeah, well, um, to be honest, this was kind of last minute. Uh, I, John <laughs> I said tell. it was going to be at like 1230 and you guys started. Yeah, but then he didn't respond. So then we just like, whatever. Uh, Also, to be honest, we had nine viewers and then Corey joined and we went down to six and now we're back up to eight. Okay. Well, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, because everybody tuned in for PlayStation and then they were like, oh, wait, Destiny. They're talking about Destiny. Fuck (laughs) these guys. (laughs) Corey, you're welcome to stay while we talk about PlayStation 5 if you want. I don't know if, but if, if you'd rather hop out and continue the power grind, that's also totally up to you. Uh, I, I do have engagements on that as on that front. I did not expect to stick around for PlayStation five discussions. That's fine. That's neither, fine, man. Brian, no, we appreciate so. you coming by at all. So yeah, awesome. yeah any, any chance coming. I get to see how well my camera setup looks on some, it looks great, stream. dude. You look yeah. so good. You're so very, you very dashing. Nice, nice oh, short haircut. You. Yeah, I actually, I did this myself. I had my COVID cut for a really long time. This is COVID cut 2.0. I stood in the shower and did this myself. Nice. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it does. So hit me up, you know. Hit me up for a COVID cut. man. If you need tits cutting your hair in the shower. Slash era cuts. Yeah, you should have done it on stream in the shower. There you go. <laughs> is that camera like waterproof? That, it'd be like that. Why? Why would I cry? Video or whatever with that. Why guy must I like, cry? Why must yeah, I cry? Why? In the shower, <laughs> and you could see like his fat man arrow, and like he's just like <laughs> shaving his head or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna show my dick root on. Uh, why? That's for the OnlyFans, am I right? Exactly. That's a different That's site. I'm not gonna advertise on here. What is even going on? All right. I don't know. Chad, I'm sorry. Chad, I'll get out, guys. Wants to know if you'll cut his hair, Chad. He'll show you how to cut it in the shower. He'll show you. <laughs> private, private Twitch show. Only ten. Thank you very bits. much for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks for, sure, for man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, by. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, bye bye. Peace out. Later. Peace. All right, that was cool. I'm glad he was able to jump yeah. in. Oh, now we're back up to we're up to ten now. Great, oh, just yeah. That's because he like maybe he joined the chat and then Twitch. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have eleven now too. Nice, cool. All right. Anyway, let's talk about PlayStation Five. PlayStation Five, right? Here, right? I'm gonna go eat lunch. Have fun. Go grab some food. Put your can. Your, put your mic on mute. You know, we'll switch over to you. See how the meal is every once in a while. Yeah.
Anyway. Let's talk about it. Ready. John and I have PlayStation 5s. Yes, uh, we do. I understand it's been quite a terrible experience. Uh, the, the console gamers can feel the horror of trying to secure some di- some some goods over the internet, uh, just like the rest of us uh, did when we were trying to get 3080s. Um, so, uh, hopefully anybody who wants to get one can get one soon, uh, uh, but we have them and we can talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's preface with the games that we have. I have, every, both of us got Astro's Playroom, because that's on the system when you buy it. Uh, we also... Uh, both got Godfall. I have not played any of it yet. Um, I also got Miles Morales and Demon Souls. John also got Demon Souls, and he also has Assassin's Creed, which I don't know if you've gotten a chance to play as of yet either. I have only played Demon Souls, Astrobot, and uh, Godfall. Yeah, and I've spent most of my time playing Demon Souls. So let me start with let's start with Astrobot. Let's start there. Well, I think it's a Astrobot good point. and I think system system uh, impressions, of course, the system itself. system impressions. I did not think I wanted a PS5. I'm going to start with that. Okay. I was I went I I went into this new launch uh, or in, in when they announced it. I was like, I don't really know if I need this. I still don't really feel like I need it because I feel like maybe in a couple of years I'll want a PS5. Like actually, like feel that like I needed it. But right now, like I don't think it's a necessary thing. That being said, it is really fucking cool. The it does look like a weird alien router. I will say that much, but it is. It's one of the most elegant looking pieces of hardware I think I've ever seen in in person. Absolutely. It is beautiful in person. I have to see it in person. It just looks really cool on my on top of my entertainment center. It looks sweet. Like it is a very unique, interesting piece of hardware. And. I don't necessarily care for the glossiness of the black panel that's on it. Mm-hmm. I, that could go away. I like matte most everything. Um, the gloss looks kind of cheap in my opinion, but beyond that, the look of everything, like the the sweeping lines, the whole bit looks very nice on Even a set that box. dumb bump where the optical drive is looks cool to you. Yeah, it doesn't bother me, especially in the horizontal position. It just looks it looks it very it looks very well fitted to the particular piece of hardware. Yeah, I I honestly like I I thought it looked weird when it got announced, but I know there's a lot of people out there that think it looks kind of stupid. I honestly think it looks fine. Um I do wish that you could get black panels for it. So much so that I've thought about buying some black plasti dip and doing it myself, and I might still do that. Um but honestly, like I think it looks all right. I I think uh it fits on my IKEA uh Calax single row of boxes tv stand that i use and so um that's nice the stand that it automatically comes with which is the first time that a playstation system has come with a stand itself um i think works pretty well in the horizontal and vertical situations i can't put mine up vertical because it will block my sound bar but (laughs) it'll um, block half my tv if i put it vertically (laughs) But the horizontal, the nice thing is is that, so that means even when it's horizontal, it's only sitting on like a small circle of space underneath it. Um, So if you do need to like overhang it a little bit, you probably could do that. Um, Not necessarily recommended, especially for people with young ones running around. Um, But I think it's a, it's a pretty nice looking console and, uh, and, and I'm 
you know, I'm I'm happy with it. The, I like the light on it too. I think it looks better than the lights did even on the PS4. Um, just kind of the way that it glows. Well, the, the PS4, yeah, the PS4 it was like a straight line, mm-hmm. and on this it has like this very nice elegant curve around the side, so that gives it this like extra level of dimension. Yeah, uh, that's really it. Looks really again looks great as a set top piece, like on top of my entertainment center. It is, it is gorgeous in person, like in pictures, whatever, like you can't see the scale of it. You can't really like it, you know, you can kind of see how it looks shape shape wise, but like in an environment where you would normally see a console, it is very unique and cool looking. Yeah. So cool. I dig it. Um, The interface, the new, the new interface is pretty awesome it turns on really fast <laughs> yeah the ssd is screaming fast like it is stupid how quick that thing loads um i'm still getting used to the interface but i i kind of like the new i don't have to hold the home button to get to the power settings and things like that i just hit the home button and it brings up a little bar at the bottom that i can get to the power settings from things like, like little everything kind of moves a little bit faster like navigation is faster the system loads faster Everything's a little bit faster I've, and it, it's, well, it's those little things that like kind of add up into being like, okay, like this is definitely a step in a new direction. So, uh, like, obviously you've just played games alone because that's like all you do now. No, we didn't. We and, actually uh, played some oh, breakpoint. Really? last we played night. Together. We okay. talk about that. We, we played breakpoint yesterday with Nick for about four hours. I feel like. Yeah. From your PS five. Yes. Yes. But cool. what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say I had heard that the friends list is annoying to get to now, though, when it, whereas you could easily get to it with like a push of a button on the PS4 interface, like while you're playing a game. Um, it didn't. I, I, no, I, like I, I, it's still there. It's kind of too the way that a lot of the stuff works. Whenever you hit the PlayStation button, that row of icons at the bottom all has like quick things that you can hit to change some settings to get to the full friend list. It is an extra button hop. Like it's another X to get to the full list of friends, but I didn't, I didn't really have any issues like finding where John and Nick were in the party and stuff like that. Okay. Um, it did take me a second to figure out how to leave the party. Cause I hadn't done that yet, but that's the thing. I, I have a feeling. I feel like some of the way this OS is, setup is a little bit not quite optimized and i think those are things they're gonna fix as things go on and i think that they're things that i'm going to get used to as we go on but it feels like right now there's just some stuff that's a little bit off like you can't really get to your saved videos and screenshots super easily but without like i had to search for the media library in my system in order to pull up that icon and be able to go to it but unless maybe there's somewhere else to get to it that I don't know of yet. These are all things that I don't really know. But um, but I, overall, I feel like it's okay and we'll get used to it and they'll change and tweak a few things as more people start using it. But, I, you know, for the most part, I think, as John said, I think it looks nice. It loads very quickly. Uh, I like that it's formatted for 4K this time around, unlike the, uh, unlike the, the, ps4 pro even was it was the same as the ps4 interface but this one kind of it's spaced out very nice and the store itself isn't even like a separate app to load it's all part of the menu which i think is really nice too um so that's cool and i will say uh downloads seem faster even as somebody who has 
gigabit internet, I feel like they're faster on the system simply from the, like, we can get data onto the drive quicker because it's an SSD mm-hmm. kind of standpoint. Um, so that the, is nice. The copying thing is a lot quicker, I'm sure. Copying seems a lot quicker, too, because it does still happen, especially, like, it's copying from disks. And uh, the thing there is, like, there's, like, a 100-something megabyte per second limit on Ultra 4K Blu-ray disks for data transfer, so it is a little bit faster than the normal Blu-ray drive in the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Um, but it still took, like, maybe an hour to get demon souls fully installed maybe 45 minutes or something like that john i don't know if you Mm. uh got any good gauge of that but there was also i didn't really pay attention to it to be honest with you yeah there was also a nine gigabyte download anyway for demon souls as well but um speaking on that storage wise i haven't run out i don't think i'm really anywhere near running out because i only have like four or five games installed but john did you transfer over your ps4 stuff or no I have not done that yet, and I'm not sure I'm going to do that because I was trying to set up the PS5 remote play Mm because I wanted to test that out on the PS4 upstairs, and I was having difficulty getting it to connect. But I think that's it kept telling me I had apps running that don't allow remote play, and I don't know how that's working, how that was working. So I need to go back through and and try and set that up and test it. But um, no, I haven't run out of any space. I've I've got Godfall, Breakpoint, and Demon Souls installed currently. I have not played any of Assassin's Creed yet, just because I've been a little too focused on Demon Souls. Um, but yeah, it's it. I mean, I don't think I'm going to have any. I never really had any issues with the PS4 Pro. Yeah. Uh, in terms of running out of space, I did when I had my original PS4, and it was only the 500 gigabytes. Like, I definitely ran into issues there, but also like. I no longer have Rainbow Six on it. I don't play it on there. I play that on PC. A lot of the games that I played multiplayer, which took up a lot of space, are now games that I play on PC. So I'm not worried about those games on PlayStation. So yeah. we should say just not, just not a concern. The both the digital and disc system have what is advertised as an 825 gigabyte drive. You have access to about 660 gigabytes of that 825 gigabytes. So uh, keep that in mind. They have not released a list of whitelisted PCIe 4.0 NVMe drives as of yet that should be coming, uh, hopefully within the next couple months. Um, but yeah, so as of right now, there are no options to expand the storage for PS5 games because you cannot even put them on hard drives, on external hard drives. Uh, you can store your PS4 games on external drives and play them from there as well. Uh, because they obviously don't take as good of advantage of the SSD storage like the PS5 games do. Um, but that's at least an option if you are somebody who plans to sell their PS4 right away, or you know you just have a bunch of PS4 stuff that you want to install. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, how about the controller and Astro's Playroom? What? Yeah, so... Astro's Playroom is basically just a demo for what that controller is capable of. Um, the haptic feedback, the uh, you know adjustable triggers, um, the speaker that's built into it, the microphone that's built into the controller, all of these things play into that game in various ways. Um, I, I think the most interesting is the like the HD Rumble haptic feedback mm-hmm. that they have built into it now, uh, especially with Astro's what is it? Is it just Astrobot or Astro's Playroom or what do they I call it? I think it's Astro's Playroom. So 
when you're walking on different terrain, the controller rumbles in different ways. And one of the more interesting ones is when you're walking through like the sludgy, like wet mud sand stuff and you can feel it like it's almost as if the controller feels like it's sticking to the mud. <laughs> it's so weird, like, yeah. but it's so cool. Um, it's just a really interesting uh, way to play games now. Like this other dimension of like of, of interaction is really cool. Um and even it's like just the the heavy use of the speaker in the controller is really cool. Again, kind of creating a 3D audio situation for you, even if you don't have fancy ass headphones that you're playing with. Um, very cool. The the triggers being adjustable is crazy. Like, yeah. I, again, I feel like it's something that's just going to break at some point and I'm going to be really pissed off that I have to buy another like $60, $70 controller. But for the time being, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, like one of the things in Astrobot where I don't know if in the levels you've played, you get to be in that like spring suit thing. Did you do? I haven't been in the spring suit yet. No. So there's this in the in the cooler springs uh, level. There's a suit that you hop into where the the Astrobot you control the angle, so it moves into like a side scroller view, and okay. then the control of the angle at which your character will jump is motion in the controller but then also so what you need to do you have to hold down the trigger to spring your jump and it feels like you are compressing a spring it feels unlike any other r2 press in any other game that i've had right now because you can feel the spring tension as like it gets it gets easier to compress the spring the more that you're compressing it right so it's just this weird variable like force that's on just that button to allow you to jump and it's cool because you can kind of like do kind of quick presses to do short hops or you can hold it all the way down to do like a further jump and uh the the sensation that you get from pressing these trigger triggers is just it's crazy it's haptics unlike any haptics that i felt previously on like the phone or anything like that so that 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 stuff i think is extremely impressive and i hope that it doesn't just become this this um gimmick this gimmick or this feature that that creators don't use because it's not on pc and xbox yeah like much much like the touchpad in general was like something nobody really utilized like but it could have been utilized in so many different ways even something as simple as like you know in in destiny using it in the uh what's it called brian the navigator director the director Yeah. yeah Using using the touchpad in the director would be sweet because of the way it operates. Like you're, you know, it's almost like a mouse. You know, it's yeah. it's a trackpad. So, um, being able Even to use that in 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 any game, like as a trackpad, is would be cool. But yeah, I, I mean, like, like Destiny and a lot of other games have their inventory menus set up to yeah. where like a touchpad would be perfect for that. But instead, yes. you're just navigating with the the analog sticks. It makes no sense to me. I honestly just wish that I could use it as a trackpad when it's connected to the PC, and for some reason it doesn't do that. Like, I should be able to just control the mouse when I have it, like, on the PC and be able to click things that way. Well, that just makes way too much sense. (laughs) But, yeah, there is a touchpad that's back on the controller. I will say one of the other things that I really, really like about the controller is the fact that there's a mute mic button on the controller right under the PlayStation button. 
Um, and it mutes not only the mic that's in the controller, if that's the one that's active, but it will also mute the one that's connected to your controller. If you're going through the the headphone jack. So that's, that's a very nice little feature and it has a little, uh, dim orange light that glows when it's active or, or not. So it's, it's cool. How is it uh sound wise so far? Like, is it, is the disc drive loud? Is the, or the fans loud or fan? The disc drive is the loudest part of it. It doesn't spin all the time though. So that's, that's nice. Um, I can't beyond the disc drive. You can't hear anything. I will <laughs> say awesome. that I do hear some fan noise, but I have a suspicion that it might be a manufacturing problem and not a, uh, not a standard PlayStation issue, but I, I may confirm that after cyberpunk comes out. Cause I don't really want to part with my PS five as of yet. <laughs> Right. So, but no, it's, it's, it's pretty quiet, even the noise that I do hear. So I I don't necessarily, you know, I think so far these games probably don't push things too far, but I'd say even, even playing something like Demon's Souls, which is a bit more uh, graphically intensive than something like Astro's Playroom. uh, I, it hasn't, I haven't heard anything fan wise. So on a scale of one to PS4, where, where would you put it? I'd put it way closer to a one than I would to a PS4, cool. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. God, my PS4, I, I swear it was going to actually like take off, like yeah. start skidding off the desk and become airborne as it sounded like a fucking jet. <laughs> I think I <laughs> my, might. My pro was a little better, but it still kind of sucked. Even my pro, like I actually, I don't know if you guys remember, I've been through two pros at this point. The first one did. Uh, have some sort of failure that ended up being covered by warranty. Um, but I think uh, I, I might even, if I do keep my pro, I might go through and do the whole um, thermal pads and solder, uh, not solder, uh, cooling, uh, thermal paste solution to try and make things a little bit quieter on it if I do hang on to it. Because it is, it is very loud, even, uh, you know, even the newer yeah. the pro got got pretty loud itself, so. Yeah. Um yeah, overall Astrobot is just a fun little demo for the controller. It is a fun game regardless. Uh it you is, know, a, a neat little platformer with cool little puzzle elements and things and Well, and the cool thing is is that you're going through and collecting artifacts of PlayStation history throughout the game, which is kind of fun. The cooler springs that I went through if you go through and collect like all the stuff in the level, you end up unlocking little like here's a model of the PlayStation Eye that came out for PlayStation Three, or the Sharpshooter that came out for like the the uh, like yeah. the on rails games and things like that. So you can it, it's it's a fun little like review of PlayStation history, and I, I honestly like it's enough for me to kind of go. But I like I feel like I want to go back and play it, whereas I never really touched the Astro game that came it's- out with the PlayStation yeah. four. So, so no, it's, it's cool. Breakpoint though. That's a PS four game. He played it on PS five. I'm curious what the experience is. Uh, we did. You are allowed to play with performance in mind or resolution in mind. I opted for performance because playing that game in 60 frames a second is dope. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. It played really smooth. Uh, I had zero issues with it other than my terrible aim using a controller. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and getting like murdered being... by Terminators yesterday it was fucking. <laughs> horrifying and hard the terminators in the game is really fucking cool (laughs) if you don't have breakpoint the fact that there are terminators in it might be a reason to get it because they are a huge pain in the ass 
Yeah. But it's really fun. But um, no, it was a solid 60 frames per second. Like it never budged. Cool. It didn't dip at all. It was very, very good. The load times are better because it is loading off of the SSD for both of us. So that's nice too. Um, did you, did you guys play anything besides uh, Astro's Playroom? That's actually for PS5. Yeah. 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 So we played uh, Demon Souls mm-hmm. and um, Demon Souls is man it's i think it's like just what i needed <laughs> yeah i did finally i figured out where i went wrong uh in that level in that first level so i know what i'm doing now that's good to some extent <clears throat> um, did, oh wait let me guess you forgot your guns that were on the stairs Jesus no no Christ. i did not forget any guns on the stairs i uh i was I hoping was, that I was going, that reference wouldn't survive another generation <laughs> of consoles i was going to an area of the map that i wasn't excuse me i don't think i was supposed to be going to yet like because uh, the the enemy that i was fighting was way too strong and fast for me oh did he have a, a you couple know what? question marks or a skull above his head no he no he was just he a really fucking pulse. hard dude man he was a huge dude who was real hard <laughs> and, and i was having trouble with him hard dude um hard really, and huge. the hard huge dudes i had a hard time with <laughs> The, so, you know what? I think I know where you're talking about now, even though when you brought it up yesterday, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I think there was a note on the ground for me that said, don't go forward unless you have miracle or something like that. Like it, that's the cool thing about playing this game now that the servers are on. Cause I had played it a little bit on PS3 after the server shut down, but the markings along the ground, like other souls and bloodborne games, just yeah. getting like following the advice or following what is a terrible trick that actually makes you fight something that you shouldn't have to fight yet or just die yeah, or when it you... says try rolling and you roll off a cliff <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite all the trolls it's so good yeah. yeah so i finally figured out what i was doing in that area i skipped that i skipped that guy completely because mm-hmm. i just don't think i can fight him right now and i went down the other stairwell figured out the rest of the level opened up the big gate and I fought the first boss, the phalanx. Yeah. Or however it's, is that, I pronounced that right? Yeah, I don't know. Phalanx. 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 I fought the flank steak. <laughs> it was quite chewy. Um, <laughs> did you beat it? But yeah, I beat, I beat, I beat the first demon okay. in the level. I did too. I got his soul. And then I went back to, the nexus and unlock the rest of the arch stones so I can start going through those. I did because I, I'm a cheater. I went online and I looked up what order I should be attacking the arch stones because that's how I roll. Mm. Um, and so I've been kind of following that. So I got to the, the I'm, I'm in the mines right now, which is a very cool, it's, it's sweet to see the different environments and like this, the scope and verticality of like the levels. I mean, it, again, it's dark souls, bloodborne, whatever, all of these styles of games have this like l- just, it's scope. Yeah. I can't so, explain. Am I correct in saying this remake was done by the same people that did the Shadow of the Colossus yes. remake? Yes. Blue Point. So it's probably very nice looking. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely stunning. It is I, one of the most beautiful looking games. Yeah, that that's definitely going to be a must buy for me whenever i do get a ps5 i do want to get one i'm just not in a hurry yeah i'm gonna wait until probably the new horizon game comes out yeah and the ps5 pro gets announced yeah <laughs> probably. yeah exactly and when it right. comes in black <laughs> yep 
Um, <laughs> we like should half the size. So there is, um, there is, I believe a, f- there's, there's two modes for demon souls. I think we're both playing on the performance mode, which gives you 60 frames per second, but I think it is sub 4k, I believe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, it's up res, though. It, it, does it get runs up-res. really smooth and looks fantastic. But then I have put it in, like, the resolution mode, too. And it, like, it, I don't know what frame rate that's running at, but it, it was I think not it, great. It, it, should be, it should be a solid 30, is my understanding. But um, I must be yeah, really used to great. 60 frames now because 30 looks like ass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your PC doesn't ever dip below 60. So, yeah. But uh, no, and and yeah, I think so. What class did you do, John? Did you do the? I went with a knight. I did too, because that's what they've yeah. been showing, and the that's what's kind of the the base version of it. Are you? I just well, I, I looked at like the armor of the other ones, and I'm like, I don't play these games for abilities. Like, I like to hack and slash and whatnot, and I like playing as the knight because it's just a basic. I don't know. I'm just a basic bitch, man. I just want to. <laughs> I want. I want the plain ass knight with his plain ass armor and his plain ass sword and his plain ass shield and uh, i'm enjoying it <laughs> yeah me too i i stopped about where you said where you unlocked the other archstones i haven't played much beyond that yet i'm planning to keep going on it um i don't feel like i'm that great at the game because my patience is very thin apparently well um, i'll be honest like it, these games give me so much anxiety <laughs> yeah but but I also don't think there are there are no other games like Souls games that feel as rewarding and like oh for sure even just tackling a small section like like fighting the regular enemies is sometimes a feat in and of itself and so like you just get this sense of accomplishment with every step you take mm-hmm. and there are, like a lot of games don't do that like. It's it's a different, you know, you think of like Destiny or any of the games as a service really that have that like gameplay loop of like every 30 seconds something important needs to happen. And then you play a game like this where it's not about every 30 seconds, it's about like how much patience do you have? Yeah. And like if you have a lot of patience and you can like take your time or once you get really good at it and you start ripping through levels really fast, like there's this sense of accomplishment that you feel in, in all of these souls games that is just non-existent in any other form of video game, in my opinion. And so I find mm-hmm. that like super interesting and really just like, it makes me want to play this more. Godfall on the other hand looks beautiful, but I have no fucking clue what's happening in it. <laughs> They're using a ton of proper nouns with zero explanation. And like, I just have a lot of trouble with that, which again, demon souls does the same sort of thing like lots of proper nouns but you can dig out the lore like it it explains itself as it goes in a way that like godfall just doesn't um but i don't don't know it looks great godfall looks great it's it's probably one of the best looking games on the system i would assume at this point because it's it's, like a tech demo essentially yeah but it's it's very it feels very linear it feels almost like a fighting game in a way like a different kind of hack and slash like fight it's like uh it's like a fighting game mixed with like warframe Mm. with swords and like no guns yeah i haven't i I haven't booted it up yet just because i haven't uh you know it's been kind of the one i I bought it because you got it and i was like well maybe we can play together at some point well i'm interested in trying out like what the co-op really is Uh, like because i i don't know but like um 
it just like it is a lot of button mashing is what it feels like right now. And I mean, that's how I play most fighting games anyway. So it's kind of natural for me, I suppose. But also when you like that was the first thing I played was well, I, I played Astrobot for like 10 seconds, like through the intro part and mm-hmm. got to like the, the hub yep. of where all the worlds are. Yeah. And then I then Godfall was like done loading. So I loaded up Godfall and tried that, which, again, switching from one app to the next takes a matter of seconds. For instance, this morning, Megan, I was, I literally turned on the PlayStation 5 and I sat down on the couch and Megan's like, can you just like rub my forehead? I got a headache right now. And I'm like, I got to play the game. And she's like, it's loading. And I'm like, no, it's done. And she's like, what? And like turned around and looked and like the game was already like playing. And she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's the whole selling point of this thing is that I literally don't have to rub your forehead anymore because the game is going. So... Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's like I remember sitting and waiting for a game, like even when playing like Spider Man when it first came out, opening up my phone, and being like, "Oh, I'll check a few things while this thing is loading." And you can't, you can't of, check your phone. Yeah, no, you you don't great. have that anymore. That's gone. It's great. Like the, like we were playing Breakpoint and we got done playing Breakpoint and I flipped over to Demon Souls within a matter of seconds. And when you die in Demon Souls, it literally takes five seconds for your character to load back at the beginning of the place. Like the, you're not waiting for like ten minutes like you were with Bloodborne. Like that's the gone. Be, the beginning of the death of social media. Yeah, well, the only time I had to sit on my phone was when the Terminators were killing me in Breakpoint, and I was waiting for the timer to count down uh-huh. so I could spawn on Nick because he couldn't get to me to revive me because the Terminators were taking over the world. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, Godfall is interesting. I'd like to play more of it. I can't really talk about it much because I don't feel like I gave it enough of a chance because Demon Souls is kind of exactly the kind of game I want right now where I feel like, especially as a dad, a new dad, being able to tackle small areas at a time and then put the game down and change a diaper or feed the baby or whatever I got to do is great because I've accomplished something. I've put it down. I go take care of a task in real life. And then I, when I come back, I flick on the thing. It's ready to go within 10, like five seconds of me, like turning on the system. Yeah. You're you're going to gain a lot of minutes of uh, gaming with that. I'm not waiting for shit to load all the time. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. And then on top of it, like, I didn't know you could have the PS4 do this, but the PS5 turns on my TV at the same time when I flick it on yeah. from the controller. Like, I didn't know you could do that with the PS4, but you, can, you it can. just does it out of the box with the PS5. That's awesome because that's one less thing I have to pick up and turn on. It just does it on its own. Like, there's a lot of time saved with like these little things <laughs> that like it, it's really it's paying off, man. I, the reason that really. I turn that stuff off is mostly because I'm terribly clumsy with all the remotes and crap that I have, like I'm <laughs> sitting on the couch. So it's like I, I like the the thing that broke it was when I had it on the Apple TV. And anytime I would like just jostle the Apple TV remote a little bit, it would automatically switch to HDMI two or whatever. And we'd be in the middle of watching something on like the in, one of the in, apps in on the series TV. like Alex, you've turned me on. <laughs> I think I started turning all that shit off because fucking John ruined it for me with the connect. <laughs> yeah. When you could just say he, Xbox connect or connect Xbox no, turn he, on. He popped in back in the day and like said Xbox turn off or something and it fucking turned <laughs> off in the middle of me playing a game and I was so mad. God, I like yelled it. I yelled it from the next room over. <laughs> it's so good that that shit doesn't, doesn't wasn't around when we were kids because we probably would have just fucking hated each other if that was around. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited to play more Demon Souls. I'm excited to check out Godfall at some point. But um, I've been playing some Miles Morales just about an hour or two which is the 
kind of um it's not even really an expansion it is its own game of of uh spider-man like a uh, and i also got the version that came with the remaster of ps4 spider-man but i haven't loaded that up yet because you can't transfer your save from the ps4 version yet Mm. but uh miles morales is uh is quite good it changes things up a little bit it gives him some like cool electrical abilities that miles morales has that peter parker doesn't in the comics shocking in the game yes of course um but um (laughs) yeah no, it, it. I mean, it's another extension of that PS4 Spider-Man game. It looks fantastic. This is one that I put on the, the resolution mode because I wanted to see the ray tracing effects and things like that that are in the game. And it, it looks incredible, and it still looks extremely smooth. Like, I get a solid 30 frames per second, and swinging through the, swinging through the city still feels absolutely amazing you know being able to build momentum as you like go high and jump off of it and then use the different moves that you can to traverse still feels amazing the combat is still extremely batman arkham asylum but there's a little bit more with the um with the the venom abilities are what they call the 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 electrical stuff and then i think also the way that this game kind of doles out some of the the cool thing about this game is that you don't need to unlock a lot of the different abilities that Peter Parker needed to in the first game. So being able to like disarm people with guns and stuff like that is already available to you at the beginning of the game. So the skill tree is more or less unlocking other things that are exclusive to Miles Morales rather than giving you kind of the combat basics to deal with the enemies that are in the game, which is nice. Um mm-hmm. But, yeah, it looks incredible. I think it's going to be great. I've heard you can get a good at least eight hours out of the story itself, but then there's also a bunch of other challenges and things like the older, like the previous game. So I, I'm excited to check it out. I think $70 for the original PS4 Spider-Man remastered also with all of the DLC and this Miles Morales game is probably a pretty good value um, for people to pick up if they have not played the Spider-Man on PS4 as of yet. Um, so that is cool. Uh, and the haptics and things in that are cool as well. You, there is a little bit of the trigger play with the, the way that the swing happens. And there's also some haptics with like, you know, hopping around on different surfaces and things like that with Spider-Man. Um, so it's, that's, it's pretty nice. I'm excited to play more of that as well. There's just a lot to play on this new system. Uh, Bug Snacks is free on PS Plus for both PS4 and PS5. I'm excited to start playing through that at some point. I heard it gets extremely dark, which sounds very weird and cool. So <laughs> I do want to check that out, even though I think most people laughed it off and thought it was a kid's game. It sounds like it's not at all. So that's interesting. Yeah, the um, triple click people were saying they enjoyed it, and they said it reminds them of like uh, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I've what I've heard from it too. So I, I think it will be fun to check out, and probably good for people to download it when they can. Um, have not bothered to check out any of the PlayStation Collection, which is the stuff like God of War and other first party games, plus things like Fallout Four and I think Mortal Kombat Ten and a few other things that you get access to free, kind of like the it's, it's like a lesser version of Xbox Game Pass at this mm. point for PlayStation. Um, but I would maybe like to check out Days Gone again at some point, because I've heard some of the patches that they're giving to some of those games have 
made the performance pretty incredible. Still hoping for a 60 frames Bloodborne one, even though that's probably not going to happen. They're just going to remaster it for the PS6 or something. But I um, mean, they could just put out Bloodborne 2 already. I, I think their plan is to release it on PC. There were rumors of that happening. And the, the, when they do it on PC, they'll probably release that for the PS5, is my assumption. That would be a good idea. That'd be a good way to do it. But, um, oh, also, the new Peter Parker's fine. You know, he's fine. It kind of, <laughs> like, who, who cares, really? Who but, cares if you're just replacing a generic white dude with another generic white dude? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's weird, though, because, like, it's making me question the voice and be like, is this really the same dude who did the voice for the for, for the original one? And I think it is, but I feel like he's, like, performing it a little differently. I don't know. But anyway, nobody cares. It's fine. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I really like the PlayStation 5, which is a shocker. I know everybody didn't think that the PlayStation uh, stand would really enjoy the PlayStation 5, but... I definitely have one more question. What's your question? How is the 3D sound? And how is the, the headset? So I ended up... It turns out that the 3D sound is something you can get with pretty much any headset that you can plug into the to the headphone port or that connects over the USB, like, dongle-type situation. Okay. Uh, the, the weird Turtle Beach ones that have, like, split HDMI splitters and stuff uh, like that, it supposedly does not work with... Uh, that's fine. Turtle Beach is garbage. Yeah. But, um, so I did not end up, I actually returned the, the 3d pulse headset that I had. Cause honestly, I don't have that much confidence that it'll be that much better than the gold headset for the PlayStation four that came out. Um, but so far I don't really feel like there's been much that's like really taken advantage of it yet. So I'm not necessarily Ooh. sure if, um, if any of the games that we have right now really do like take full advantage of that stuff but it sounds good through my headphones when i've been playing with my uh uh hyper x cloud whatever the hell they are alpha yeah i I had my gold headset plugged in yesterday until it died and then i plugged the hyper x in and and to the controller and it it sounded sounded great i do want to say that i like that um when you adjust the volume mixer uh they do actually have on-screen indicators as to like the level now because like the gold headset before did not do that on the ps4 mm. like there is no indicator letting you know which you know what your chat mix looks like or yeah. anything like that that now you can see that stuff which is super helpful um because just fiddling with the buttons and trying to find the right mix is like really hard but when you actually have a visual representation that can help you kind of fine-tune it that's super helpful um but in general like the as someone who was kind of reluctant at first to get a PS five and wasn't sure if I actually wanted one. I, the only reason I got one really is because Alex said he ended up reserving two. And I was like, I'll take one then. <laughs> but, but the reality, if anyone's out there questioning whether or not they have to have this thing right now, I would say you, if you have a PS four, you're probably good for another three years unless you absolutely have to play Demon Souls or Miles Morales. Although Miles Morales is on PS4, right? Or yes, the, it the is. new I mean, there's a lot of stuff next year, I feel, to look forward to that are But that's the, again, like I feel like this last generation, we'd never really like we didn't really finish it. Like I no. feel like everything was kind of cut off by COVID and like a lot of shit like didn't work out the way it was supposed to. So I don't feel like if you're on the fence about getting a PS5 or like you feel as though like you got to upgrade, like 
by all means, like get one. Like it's, it's pretty rad. Like it's, it's a great console. The controller has more battery life than the PS4 one. Um, it, it so far so good. But if it's the sort of thing where like, you don't really want to spend the money on anything right now, I don't really feel like you have to, because I think a lot of the games they said that are coming out, um, minus like demon souls a lot of games are coming out for ps4 and the ps5 because i think ps4 is going to be in play for at least another three years was what they had been saying so yeah and we'll see like i know halo infinite's supposed to come out for the for this for the one x as well as the series x and uh horizon forbidden west is supposed to come out for both ps5 and ps4 but who knows what types of like concessions they're going to be making for the older platforms and how differently they'll look or you know that type of thing i have no doubt that they'll both perform just fine but i would assume they're going to be like making some real adjustments to try and make sure that those games perform great on both systems but what i'll say is if you do not have a 4k tv it's probably not worth it for you to get a playstation 5 right now i think that would be a very important upgrade to make and i think it would be good for you to do research to make sure that whatever TV you would want to buy would be able to take advantage of things like the 4K HDR and the 120 frames per second when those types of games are available because you need it needs specific type of HDMI ports in order to do that in the first place. And it's on a lot of newer TVs, but it's not on all of them. So that's kind of important to know. And if you have been playing PS4 or PS4 Pro and you've been playing games like Control that haven't performed particularly great and, um, you know, any anything that's just kind of third party and not necessarily perfectly optimized for these older systems, uh, you know, that did happen more often than not, even with the PlayStation 4 Pro out. And so I think having a PS5 will certainly help with that, although I, we did learn that the, the control update for PS5 did get pushed back, but I assume it still probably plays a lot better on the PS5 than it does on the PS4, considering what we saw with Breakpoint last night. So, you know, I think there's reasons to upgrade, but it's also going to be hard to find them. Um, and so, you know, I think right now it doesn't make sense for everybody to get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, but... If you're the kind of person who, you know, really pays attention to, like, the performance of the games and stuff like that, you probably already decided to buy one if you were going to do it. So, um, that is something I will say. I think Sony has kind of downplayed some of the backwards compatibility stuff with their system, and I feel like from the video that Digital Foundry put out about it and our experience with Breakpoint, I think a lot of these games really sing on the system, whereas even on the Pro, maybe they didn't do as great as they would have expected it to. And so I think they did a good job with some of that stuff, um, but you know we'll have to see if we start hitting limitations as we play more stuff backwards compatibility or see if anybody stumbles upon any major missteps on that type of stuff. But so far, I think it's it's been pretty nice to see some of the games on the Pro that had like the unlocked up to 60 frames per second frame rate um, just absolutely scream on the PS5. I think it's great. So Cool. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, sweet. Yeah. None of us mm-hmm. bought Xbox Series Xs, so, no. you know... If you have a nice we PC. We all have PCs, so yeah, yeah I, we're, I, we're good. I've basically just decided to 
spend like four times the amount of buying one of those consoles and make a better PC. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best choice. Honestly, like, I don't know. It's a fine choice. I think, I think you're probably going to be served well with that because you're more of a PC gamer anyway. And I think it makes sense, but like, and there's not, it's not like there's many, uh, xbox exclusives for you to play and there's not a ton of playstation 5 exclusives for you to play right now so i think i think it's okay to kind of wait a little bit for everybody here uh wait for stock to equalize wait for more games to come out that you want to play but i will say that for people who who love their ps4 and the games that they have on it i think bringing all of that stuff over into the new generation i think uh serves it pretty well i think it all plays well and it'll be it'll be uh you know, a worthwhile upgrade for those who got seven years out of their PS4s. So cool. Right on. Well, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe for free using your Amazon Prime subscription on twitch uh that would be awesome if not that's cool too but do follow us at least and check us out every week when we every other week when we pop on here for live stream and uh thanks to Corey, aka era for hopping in here for a minute to talk destiny appreciate that be sure to check out his twitch channel it's a e r a with three underscores after it uh you know give him a sub if not us and, and check it out uh beyond that i think next time i'll probably talk about assassin's creed maybe a little more godfall um i'm not really sure what else but we'll we'll keep an eye out if there's anything you listeners viewers want us to talk about be sure to hit us up if you hop in the patreon you can make suggestions directly to us let's play bug so, snacks how about we make that <laughs> just bugs bug snacks review 100 yeah brian i'll lend you my playstation 4 you can play bug okay. snacks how about that cool but uh, no you can play it on pc is it on, it's on, on the, pc it's on the epic game store Brian's really? not Brian's not gonna play bug snacks on his next yeah, it depends on how much it costs. It's twenty one twenty four. Uh current, okay, maybe. Currently. And if you have the ten dollar off coupon from your last purchase, then nah, it'll be eleven dollars. Okay. Well so. anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But anyways, thanks again everybody for joining us. We appreciate it and we will see you next time. Peace. using my closed headset this time and i still think it's like sort of picking you guys up maybe it's not going to show up in the recording though I no think. it doesn't typically i mean my i know because these uh ats that i'm using are open back so well i used open back last time the last couple months too and it, it, there was no issue i'm just too lazy to go grab different headphones right now another beep 30 seconds four Oh wait, Three, I didn't dude, you two, didn't tell us to be. I didn't do it yet. <laughs>
We, we can do another one. You got 25. It does it every, it does it 30, every 30 seconds. All right, let's do it this time. I'll There's only one more beep left, Brian. You better get it in there. It's the last beep. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, we'll just assume Corey's not coming, and that's fine. 